Hi, fam. I'm Katie. And this is Ginny. And we are the Gabby Girls. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Gabby Girls. I think this is episode 11. How are you today, Ginny? Hey, Kate. Welcome to episode 11. I can't believe we're on episode 11. (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, really busy week with getting stuff delivered. Um, I'll talk about that later and just like starting the unpacking process and cleaning process and, you know, just kind of trying to like settle into life. Yeah. I can imagine it's like a lot of work getting everything set up, especially with all the moving parts that you have going on between all your, all your Mm -hmm. issues. (laughs) Yeah. Literally all the issues. So it's, yeah, it's been a lot. So I think we're, we're probably like two thirds unpacked. Um, and it's starting to feel good. We're getting there. Okay. So I have a question, another question for you about unpacking. Do you go room by room mm. or are you just unpacking box by box and it just goes wherever? It kind of depends on like, at first we were just unpacking just to see stuff. And then now we kind of know what doesn't have a home and what does have a home. So we're putting stuff away that has a home. And like, I just, I fully organized the kitchen last night. I figured out like the whole flow. I got everything set. So now every, all the kind of auxiliary boxes of kitchen stuff can go away now. So it's like doing that kind of stuff. Okay. So you're kind of doing like a whole room. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But then like, if there's like, it just worked out that way. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'll talk about it later. Cause there's, there's shit going on. <laughs> Okay, okay. We'll, we'll get into the details later. Yeah. How is your week? How are you feeling? How is everything? I am good. I'm actually feeling surprisingly good. I have been doing so much stuff, like, socially, I would say. Um, last episode, we didn't really – I never really got to talk about this because we just had so much other stuff to talk about. But I last weekend had a couple of events and normally for the last, you know, year or two years, whatever, my social battery was limited. I mean, pretty much there was no social battery. But last weekend, you know, I had two events and I helped set up a little bit for both of them. I was there and it felt so good at the end of the weekend to be like not trained and exhausted and sick of seeing people and I've been doing that kind of this whole week with my sister's been here and normally again I need a lot of alone time but I haven't felt like that like I needed Mm -hmm. alone time which is so silly for me (laughs) that's so nice that's really nice yeah it's been good refreshing I can tell Uh, in your face that you're happy oh thank you yes it's I'm feeling good. And I've been sharing some of my artwork more on social media, which I was so nervous to do. And now I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do what I want to do. And it feels good. It's so good. Your art is so good. Oh, thank you. Seriously. Uh, Okay. So like speaking of social media, I've had a few people reach out to me Mm. and ask me about my healing journey this summer. So in honor of the first day of Suicide Prevention Month. I do want to talk about that a little bit. In episode nine, I spoke about my mental health journey for the last two years and just kind of the timeline. But when it came, when it comes to my healing journey, which really started in May, I tend to just kind of gloss over everything because I'm so excited to be where I am now that I kind of forget 
pieces and honestly the timeline of how that goes. So I just want to touch on that because in case anyone else is on a healing journey, which I'm sure there are a lot of people that are, I don't want anyone to get discouraged and think it can just happen overnight because it doesn't. It takes time and rest and a lot of work. So I just kind of want to talk about what happened in May to get me to here. So at the beginning of May, when I took myself to the emergency room and they found some stuff on my brain, what followed was a lot more doctor's appointments. <laughs> I moved back in with my parents. I think I had like three emergency room visits. And then I saw neurology, neuropsych, psych, various appointments with my GP. So there was a lot of professionals involved here and a lot of sleeping. I slept basically for the whole month of May and a lot of June. And I'll say, you know, over those last eight months, I was in bed most of the time, but I was always so tired because I was using so much energy to try and stay alive, I guess. And then once I was kind of in the hands of the professionals, I, it took some weight off my shoulders. So it's not that I was just felt better, but I felt like my body could finally rest. Like my brain was like, okay, we're on the right track. You can sleep now. So I slept so, so much. My sister flew in. She was taking care of me a lot. Uh, My friend Vicky flew in also from Atlanta. She was taking care of me. And that basically happened all the way through June. Um, I kept busy sleeping. (laughs) And I also was like making a point to get outside every day and just do these little things to help me. Then... When July rolled around, I had plans, which I know we talked about last time. I was like, I couldn't make plans. I had plans. I was at, I went to Nashville the first week. I went to Atlanta. You know, we know I went to Mexico, all these things. And at the beginning of July, it's not that I felt good mentally, but I wasn't so tired anymore. So it was just, it was really nice to be able to spend time around friends and family and go do that. And in July is actually when I started cold plunging. So I would say that mid-July is when I started to feel more alive again and more myself. Um, And then since then, obviously, you know, it's been eating right and working out every day and just making sure I journal and cold plunge and whatnot. So I just wanted to touch on that quickly because I can, too, get carried, not carried away, but I can just forget about all the things I did to get here it's easy to just say like, oh, I started cold plunging and that pulled me out of it. Yeah, it did make me feel alive, but there was a lot of work before that to get to the point where I could feel alive. Mm -hmm. And um, I think you had to be ready to heal. Right. Uh, Yeah, I was rested. It was like my brain wasn't so exhausted anymore. Things weren't so hard because I actually had the energy to, you know, heal. And I think Sometimes when you are in chronic pain or chronic distress, you can kind of get lost in it and you don't believe that there is a better way, there is an easier way, or there there is hope. And I think um, it often takes like a really serious event, like how you experienced with forgetting your computer and just like knowing that something was wrong with you to actually go to the hospital and like start the exploratory journey of what's actually going on you know right and my sister had reminded me so in my head that's the big event right you know I forgot 
this. I forgot that. My sister reminded me that I had also been walking into walls. Mm. Like every time I'd walk through a door, it's not funny, but it is a little bit now. Yeah. Um, Every time I'd walk through a door, I would hit the, the, my right shoulder on the door frame. Um, I also was like missing. So I'm a coder. I was missing the space bar with my thumb, my right thumb too, which is just crazy for me. So there was a few big points, you know, that were also kind of glaring that I was overlooking, just, you know, putting to the fact that I was tired or my memory was bad. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it, it was a culmination of all these things that kind of brought me to where I am. But I also wanted to say, you know, if, if someone reaches out to you and says that they're struggling believe them because it probably took them a lot of effort to tell you that. And they've probably been struggling for a long time before this. Um, and I know that, you know, often we reach out to people and, and they say things like, Oh, let's go outside or let's try, we could go out to dinner. Let's try this and kind of make light of it. And I just, you know, I don't think we should be doing that. Yeah, no, you have to, cause People are not readily sharing their their deep, dark feelings that are often shameful or have guilt associated with them. That takes so much vulnerability. And you really have to be at a point where there again, you are ready to heal. If you're reaching out to someone, that means you're like ready to start talking about it and figuring out what these feelings are from and how you can, you can get better from it. So if someone's doing that to you, like you need to take that seriously and right. see it as an honor honestly, you know? Yeah. And it's also, they're probably at a point where they're scaring themselves. So they are asking for external help. Right. Um, so just, just don't take that lightly. That's just one thing I wanted to really make sure we talked about. Just hundred percent. Yeah. And check on your good friends, check on everyone, check on the friends that you think are impenetrable and don't have issues because they do. <laughs> right, Everyone right. Does. And if you don't have the energy to check on anyone, that's okay too. But don't be scared to ask for help. Yeah. One of my favorite things to text my friend is uh, I am your uh, behind the scenes cheerleader. Just always know. You know, just I like, love that. Yeah. It's, you know, just really like nice. letting them know. So like you don't if you don't if you don't have the energy to like engage in a heavy conversation or like, you know, start diving into something that you don't want to go into right now. But you can just let them know, like, I'm I'm supporting you from behind the scenes. I hope you know that, you know, like I love you. And it can be a two text message conversation. It doesn't have to be something heavy, you know, because. Right, like we don't sometimes. have to talk, but I'm here for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. just so that people know. Um, yeah, that's like definitely one of my favorite things to do to my friends because I just am like, you know, who doesn't want that? <laughs> I know, me too. I something that I do is whenever someone crosses my night my mind, not whenever, but often, I'll shoot a text, just be like, hey, I love you, just in case no one's told you today, <laughs> you know, just that's something so nice. small. Yeah, that's but really nice. It's just nice to receive that, so I try to do the same. I always want you to feel good. I'm really glad that you are feeling good. Yeah. And I hope you continue to feel good. Same here, sister. Um, I also, one final thing on the mental health, and then we can fucking kick this topic. Uh, <laughs> I have not, like, started lithium because I'm kind of... Vibing. I'm not going to. I don't know. I think, like, I have it. And I've talked with my doctors and everything about this. I have it in my possession. 
but I just want to let it ride. Mm. And, you know, if I start to feel that downturn, then sure, we can regulate this gal out. But in the meantime, I'm just going to see how I feel. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned on that. (laughs) We'll report back. No, I think that's good because you feel good. You know, if, if things start to shift or change or if you start to get a hankering for something different, you know, everything can change. Nothing's permanent. And so I think you just got to, like, feel it out. For sure. And the fact that you're, like, doing things socially is yeah. so major. I know. I, I haven't. So this two years that I was really struggling, I didn't see anybody except my family and Vicky because she would just appear. Show up. <laughs> yeah. She would show up. Yeah. I last Christmas. So this past Christmas. I went, she had bought me a ticket, plane ticket. And she's like, you need to get here. Like, it's just for a couple of days. I cry. I, I, it's a blessing. I made it. I mean, I don't even know how I made it. I know how I made it. Actually. My brother kicked my ass out of the car. I cried the whole way to the airport. I cried the whole night before he packed my bag. He drove me. He was like, you're going on this trip. And I wanted nothing to do with it. I mean, what was I your, what was, what was like, what was, what was evoking those emotions? What made you feel that way? That's because I had been not getting out of bed. <laughs> for like a month this is this was kind of in the middle of that so november is when i kind of shit the bed and then this was in december so it had been it was like a month later and so he literally kicked my ass out of the car on i I got out i went through security got right on the plane like there was no time for me to sit around and think try plan that one pretty perfectly and i got there and it it was good i mean i was Mm. struggling the whole time i was there i was having sweats during the day I was puking just I was a disaster actually but I went and I did that and I spent time with Vicky and I was so glad that I did but that was my only outing for two years really the only thing I did without my family for two years like so, I had my support tray with me everywhere <laughs> yeah oh wait so have you so I guess like is there a way to distinguish uh, or is it very intertwined, like your mental health and then what like was going on with your brain, like with like the, was it gray matter or blood on your brain, right? Yeah, there was some, yeah, it was like gray matter on my brain. Um, yes. So what happened is basically I had been in psychosis and when you're in psychosis, I was in psychosis, which was causing me to have seizures, which caused the gray matter on my brain. So, so what is psychosis? So psychosis is basically you're out of touch with reality. Um, You kind of are like at a point. I should have been in a facility basically um, for help because I was just so out of touch. I mean, I didn't like, I didn't know who I was. I don't know how I didn't go somewhere to be honest. It's kind of amazing that I just stayed at home. But yeah, it's, you know, and it can cause brain fog and memory problems and vision problems and this and that. And I was having these crazy panic attacks where I would black out. Those were seizures, actually. Um, I would like lose control of my body. And that happens also from being in psychosis. So it was this whole vicious cycle of, you know, turn of events that, yes, that just was all feeding into each other. And, you know, the inflammation from my psoriasis and everything that was causing inflammation in my brain which they think was also maybe a part of the seizures besides the psychosis. It's like not sure. It's like, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg, really? Sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Wow. What do you think? Do you think it was mental health 
or psychosis, which then led to seizures? Or do you think there was like underlying seizures that would contribute to like psychosis? Is that like a thing? I think I was just, I had been pushing off my problems for so long that my brain was just like, we can't, we're, we don't even know what the fuck's going on. I don't know what to do anymore. Mm. And I think that's kind of what happened. Like I remember when that psoriasis came over my ears and I couldn't hear anymore, I felt like my brains, like I snapped from there. I couldn't, like I couldn't, I couldn't function after that happened. I felt like that was my brain, my breaking point. So, you know, that causes this, my psoriasis was so bad. It was covering my eardrums. There's a lot of inflammation going on in your body. If you're at, so I don't know. It's crazy. Are you okay with me asking you these questions? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay. Um, so like, do you remember what you were thinking or feeling in those, like during November and December, like in those months or no? At the beginning of November, I knew that I was heading for something very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, like at that point, I I had been feeling for a long time that I just like didn't want to be here anymore. I wow. was waking up every day, like disappointed that I woke up. And then, and, but I was still keeping busy. You know, I had responsibilities and I, I was doing what I had to do. And then I remember like after that doctor's appointment where they were like, I thought I had a double ear infection. That's what I thought was going on. And I went to the doctor and they were like, this is really bad, actually. You know, it's covering your drums and it's covering all your body. Like, you have to get this down or you're in trouble. And I remember after that, I just couldn't do anything. It was like a switch in my brain. And I don't even, I don't remember a lot of it, but I just remember feeling like I didn't know where I was. Mm. Yeah. That's so crazy. Like, it just, I don't know. I, you know, it, it's just. It's so hard to conceptualize. Sure. I know. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, you can't liken it to being lost or something because you still know who you are. You know, like, if you're, like, lost in a new city or something, like, that's not the same. So it's, like, you know, I, I can't imagine, like, not. Right. Like, you're in the same home. You're doing the same things. But you're, like where what universe am I in that's how I was often feeling yeah that's crazy do you think you had like a lot of like existential dread or anxiety through your life like have you always wondered what your purpose is here so I used to growing up I always had really bad anxiety and then mm-hmm. and the, I know you like trained yourself out of it I know yeah I don't having I don't even it's so weird because it's hard for me to even think back to that because I just don't anymore like last night my sister's been having some crazy anxiety and last night we're in bed and she was just losing her shit. She just kept saying that, talking in circles over and over. And I was like, it kind of threw me back to when I used to do that. And I was like, that is so crazy because all anxiety does is just steal from your current moment. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. fix anything. It, you're not solving problems in your head. You're just stealing your current joy. 100%. And I said that to my sister and she was like, that is so easy to say though. And so I don't know if my anxiety went away because I was having so, such dark thoughts that I was like, I don't there's fucking nothing to worry about. Right. You know, I yeah, just need yeah, to be yeah. right here right now. Yeah. So I don't really, yeah, I, I, it's all so strange. Mm. And I had a few conversations with my dad too. And he would be like, you're going to be fine. You're going to make friends again. You'd be good at work. And I'm like, it's not about that at all. Like, so I'm deeper. choosing to be, al- to be alone. I'm not, it's not like my friends left me. I'm choosing not to work because I can't work anymore. It's not, has nothing to do with that. It's like, that's not the cause of this. This is the cause of me not working anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It wasn't anything social or. Yeah. And I think my brain just had enough. Just couldn't, wow. couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Cause like, you know, I just, it just makes me sad to hear it. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, I'm still processing just like what you're feeling. You know what I mean? Like the fact that you, you just like, were disappointed when you woke up every day. Yeah. Like that just like, it's heavy. And it's weird for me to think back because like I said, I don't remember a lot of it. I remember specific events and I remember the general like idea of where I was at the time and how I was, you know, what I, what it was like every day. But I, it's a lot of it's a blur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, you know what I mean? I, I wish I, I wish I had a, a better retort. I'm just, it's just, I'm sorry that you had to go through that, you know? No, it's okay. <laughs> There's, yeah, I know. I know. I, everything happens like the way it's supposed to, you know, and, and we're here for a reason. And, you know, we go through these events to grow and find ourselves. Honestly, I feel like I found myself in all of this. I mean, I don't know what my purpose is. And to be honest, I don't really give a shit. You're here. <laughs> I just, I know that I'm supposed, yeah, I know I'm supposed to be here. I know I just have to take things in stride and I can't think too far into the future because that's how, you know, we get anxious and it's not anxiety. Like I said, doesn't fucking solve anything. And it's hard to train yourself out of that, but you know, life's not meant to be lived worrying all the time. I tell Boyd every single, or not every day, but I tell Boyd a lot, like a meteor could hit tomorrow. Why are we like, why are we worrying about if ands or buts? Like, let's just work through what's right in front of us. Right. And at, at the end of the day, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. It's like in, you know, when, when you lose yourself in your thoughts of worrying about like this could happen or that can happen. Does it ever go that way? Any of the ways no. that you thought it yeah. was going to? No. no. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <sighs> well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Me too. I'm glad to be here. Smiling saying that. You guys can't see me, but. <laughs> I don't know where to transition to from there. You choose. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um, no, I want to talk about your move. I want to talk about your move. Now. Okay. So this is like another, uh, this is, this is going to be another kind of heavy thing. Um, so unfortunately when we got our stuff on Tuesday, I would say probably like 30% of our stuff was damaged, broken, or smashed. No. It was super traumatic. No. Uh, like the first boxes came in and they were smashed, like half the size of what they were beforehand. And we both just started asking the guys like what is going on and just every box that came in was more and more damaged things were filthy glassware shattered like dressers dented shelves smashed it it was like unbelievable the amount of damage that was done to our stuff and so it was like it was such a weird feeling because I don't usually think I really am like a stuff person but to see the stuff that we've like taken care of so well and just cherish come to us so damaged, it was shocking. Yeah, holy shit. So what do you even do about that? Like I know obviously you can't replace you can't replace all of your things, but is there an insurance claim or anything like that? Supposedly, but they only pay sixty cents per pound of things damaged. So they don't what the fuck? So they don't cover what was damaged. They cover uh-uh. cents on the dollar. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they they ruined two of our Dyson fans. They weigh five pounds, but they're 800 bucks. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah, You're going to need $2.50 for a Dyson fan? Like, fuck you. Wow, that is so crazy. Crazy. So all I can say is to anyone moving, read the terms of service and all the contract to to the detail and make sure that you go with a company that doesn't have a shitty ass insurance policy like that or pay for the extra insurance or whatever it is because this is terrible and we're thank god one of boyd's best friends is a um a lawyer because we are like thinking about going to small claims court like we're going to try to figure this out because it's just like unbelievable like it's it's just crazy the way that our stuff was treated Wow. So what do you think happened? Like they were just dropping shit, weren't taking care of it, or just in the truck it was too packed? Like I think both of those things. So they packed up our stuff into like a smaller U-Haul because of the size of the truck. They don't take it into like Center City, Philadelphia. It would be too difficult. And so we we only saw the way that the U-Haul was packed, which was packed great. And like all of our stuff was wrapped. Like the, there was bubble wrap moving blankets like everything was so well wrapped and we came out of the day feeling like wow those guys were great like we bought them sandwiches we gave them a tip like you know what i mean we were very excited you were confident that your things would get there in one yes yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah and so then when they showed up they had the huge 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 truck and like i've never seen a truck this big it is like and it has like you know i don't know how many people stuff on it but it has like a lot of people stuff on it and so it was probably like 15 feet tall, like the actual like bed of the truck. Our stuff was stacked vertically all the way to the top. So like some of our boxes had like probably like thousands of pounds on them. And like if you know IKEA, like those tumblers that are like the generic tumblers, they are like impossible to break. Ours were condensed to dust. Like they were just dust in the in the bottom of, of our boxes. Holy shit. I I, I was like ha- like is this like an act of God? Like this Wow. Is- so they so they packed everything on one truck, moved it to another truck, and just shoved it in there. Like packed it in as tight as they could. Shoved it in there and then drove it a thousand miles with a bunch of other people's shit. Wow. Around. I am it. so sorry that happened. Thanks. Yeah, me too. It was really traumatic. I'm yeah, we're we're still processing. I know this doesn't make it better, but thank God, you know, you guys weren't on that truck. Like, at least you have yourselves and, you know, every, you're in one piece, but still it doesn't, it can't replace, it doesn't replace your things. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it was crazy. So it's just like, yeah, all I can say is just like a forewarning for moving companies. And like, if you are doing like a long distance move, expect that your shit is going to get filthy. Like I, we want, I'm not even going to unpack my clothes until I can wash all my stuff because I just am so skeeved by the dirt that we are seeing come out of the boxes and come off of the boxes. Shit. Crazy. Crazy. And I don't know. I don't think this is normal. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Who else? Who would do this? <laughs> Pay someone right. to break your stuff? Like, who does this? Right. Like, I would have broken it myself if that was the case. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So that's that's how it's going. But we're on the up and up. We got a couch delivered. Um, we had our contractor here yesterday for hours, like doing little things. Um, we're going to get like some ceiling fans installed uh, tomorrow, our new vanity. So it's coming along. It's really, we're getting there. Okay, good. So your pieces are falling into place. Maybe sometimes mm-hmm. some shit has to shatter first. There we go. That's life. Wait, I have a question for you. As a former, former Florida girl, 
how did you protect your hair from like the chlorine or the salt water? Did you do anything or did you like, I'm, I'm nervous about it, like affecting my hair. Okay. So I, you can buy like specific shampoo and conditioner that is meant to like protect your hair from chemicals. So chlorine, for example, but besides that, nothing crazy. Like when I would go outside, it is so fucking hot there. I always put heat protectant in my hair, even if I wasn't using hot tools. And I don't know if that actually does anything, but I always felt like I had to because it is so hot. The sun is so hot. You know, you walk outside and your hair just like frizzes from the humidity too. So it's, it's like a bad combination, but yeah, yeah, no. And, and the salt water, honestly, I think the salt water makes my hair nicer. See, I read and it says that it uh, dries it out, which because I bleach it, you know, I'm like already. Right. I just yeah. like, I really like to. Do be- you put any products in your hair at all? Like any. Yeah. Heat protectant, hair oil. I do leave in conditioners pretty frequently. I'm like very, I wash mm-hmm. my hair once a week. Like I, you know, I don't use hot tools that frequently. I like to try to take really good care of my hair. Yeah. So, I mean, I would just add some moisture products to your hair additionally, you know, if yeah. you're going in the ocean and whatnot. But besides that, I didn't take any crazy measures yeah it's just because i have the pool so i'm like oh if i keep swimming every day you know like that it's just going to eventually like the chlorine is going to affect my hair i'm sure um, right but i did see online they said either like uh you can soak your hair in olive oil or coconut oil because it will repel the water and so your hair won't absorb the chlorine as much or you can like pre-soak your hair with non-chlorinated water so that it absorbs that Oh, so it doesn't so it doesn't absorb any yeah. of the chlorine when you get in. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's really smart. And I'm gonna get a full house water filtration system for the house because the water here has a lot of chlorine in it, like a lot. Oh, the water in Florida is fucking frightening. It's bad. Yeah, even in the shower. Like all, honestly, the apartment that I lived in had filtered water in the shower, which was a godsend because. Like, I remember some of my friends, their hair would turn orange mm. from the water. Jeez. My God. Yeah, like, their blonde hair was turning orange. <laughs> like, that is scary. Yeah, I know. My skin's definitely been affected. I can just see, like, my skin is kind of, like, I have rosacea, and so I can see it's, like, a little bit more sensitive, and I've had kind of little pimples, which is very rare. So I am I just know that the water quality is worse than Philadelphia, which I didn't think was possible. Yeah, who knew? But it's also probably a combination of stress. Yeah. It's definitely true too. Yeah. I know my skin always is. I can see my stress on my face. hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Between like the bags, the lines, just like the overall appearance. Yeah. Um. Okay. So what is going on in the Bravo sphere this week? Oh my God. Thank you for asking me because this is like needs to be an emergency press conference to talk about this. So <laughs> I don't know if I actually know that you don't watch Summer House, but For anyone out there who doesn't watch Summer House, I'm just going to give you a quick synopsis of this show. So basically, it is a group of friends who every year they go to the Hamptons. They they rent a house. They party. They go out. They basically do whatever you would do with your group of your your closest six friends. (laughs) Um, And it's fun to watch because it's relatable. It's not... You know, it's not our housewives drama. It's nothing like that. They're regular people. They work in the city and they come here on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So there are two cast members, Carl Radke and Lindsay Hubbard, who they have been friends from the start of the show. They always claim to be best friends, siblings even, which is makes things a little weird. I mean, the whole thing's pretty weird. That's weird. Yeah, it's all weird. So 
Carl used to drink. I'm going to give you a backstory on these people before I get into what's going on. So Carl used to be a big drinker and an asshole. Like he would drink and just ruin everyone's night, uh, including his own. And he is now sober. I think he's two years sober at this point. And Lindsay is a hot headed, unhealed (laughs) blonde. And I say that because she's very reactive. She doesn't take criticism or hard conversations well. She always thinks she's under attack, which that's just like Mm, the number one sign. Right. That's just like the number one sign of someone who needs a therapist or four. So is she sober? She's not sober. She's Mm. and she's a terrible drinker. She gets drunk and she just is even more aggressive, Like has even less patience. She's also the kind of person that always needs somebody. And every person, every guy that she meets or hooks up with, she's in love with and going to marry. Like, she's one of those. Mm. So I think it was two summers ago, her and Carl started dating. Last summer, they got engaged. And it was an ordeal because a lot of people were upset about this because they think Carl was acting different. Taking orders from Lindsay, not doing so well at work, talking shit about his friends, not hanging out with his friends or listening to his friends. You know, like the typical behavior when you date someone who's maybe not a good person. Uh, They, it was announced yesterday that they have called off their engagement. They're supposed to be married in, I think, in two months, I want to say. And Carl (laughs) called off the engagement while filming and Lindsay had no heads up. So for those who don't know, typically on these reality shows, the hard, crazy shit doesn't happen on camera. They have a conversation outside and, you know, off camera, and then they'll show the aftermath on screen or, you know, sometimes I'm sure they reenact it, whatever, maybe. He didn't do any of that. Yeah, he blindsided the fuck out of her. He told her on camera that he wanted to call off the engagement. and Crazy. Which is so bad. How do you do that to someone that you love, that you sleep with, that you share a home with that you're about to make your wife. He'd been posting on Instagram too. two weeks ago. He's posting pictures of Lindsay in a white dress saying going to be the most beautiful bride. And then here you are just breaking her heart in front of millions of people. Like, yeah, he was going to break her heart regardless, but did he have to do it like that? Uh, What do I know? On camera. I just work here, you know, but also one of the other cast members page at the reunion last year, after they got engaged, she called this. She was like, I don't think that this is real. I think that they are engaged for publicity. For publicity, I think that this is an act. And then Carl goes and breaks up with Lindsay on camera, which I don't want to undermine this this pain because obviously this is really hurtful, but it does kind of fit that narrative. Like this is all for the plot, if you will. Do you think Lindsay was actually in love with him i the thing is that every guy that Lindsay meets or goes on a date with she's in love with so Mm. for her to be like i'm so in love with carl it's like yeah you're also in love with that guy you hooked up with two weeks ago and the one before that and that guy you dated last summer and the one you were dating at the beginning of the summer it's like she's always in love so it's very sheena yeah yes but but sheena is like a like a nice person You know? Yeah, yeah. And Lindsay's not. Like, she has a best... Her best friend in the world is on this show, Danielle. And last summer, she just stopped being friends with Danielle and, like, just wasn't including her in any any of the wedding stuff, anything, and was just 
talking down to her the whole time. And it's like, that tells me a lot about you. <laughs> yeah. That does. Yeah. No. Wow. That's crazy. So so it'll be in this next season. Right. So, so they're filming right now. They film over the summer and then it usually is live. I want to say like the fall winter time. Kind of like um, Vanderpump. Okay. Similar. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. so we'll see this this winter. But it all, it all came out yesterday. It was dropped that he he ended the engagement. Has have have either of them responded on social media or like deleted each other on social media? So as far as I've seen, I I don't think so. But I did read some other things that some of his groomsmen have spoke out and said like, so he did this. I want to say two days after uh, the time that people could cancel their hotel rooms for the bachelor party and the wedding. Like their bachelor party was supposed to be in two weeks with his friends outside of the show. So <laughs> yeah, so like he had some fucking shitty timing like this is costing wow. everyone a lot of money so when i hear that it makes me think maybe he didn't know he was going to do it or he wasn't so sure and then all of a sudden it was just like the right time but then on the other hand i'm something like something happened right like maybe something happened but then on the other hand i'm like he's a fucking asshole to begin with so maybe he just i don't know i can't imagine purposely doing that or like wanting to fuck over all your friends and family on all this money and time spent. So it makes me think that something had to have happened. Or maybe um, filming schedule. Maybe he didn't have a filming schedule right. two days ago. Yeah. Maybe he is, his filming schedule was like this weekend. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Something like that. Yeah. And so it wasn't necessarily about him fucking over his friends and his family. It was him making sure it was on camera so he can secure the bad right and he was maybe too much of a pussy to do it the week before he had to like work up yeah his courage i understand Lindsay's a bully i can't imagine calling off my engagement to her she is frightening yeah oh my gosh it'll be really interesting to see which 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 uh reason it could be i know i'm i'm excited to see but also i feel bad that i'm excited to see that because it is someone's heartbreak breakups are entertaining so it goes but they are no well i i also just feel like um uh, engagement breakups are like the most crazy because you vowed to spend your life with someone and you're planning this whole event with friends and family the most intimate party you'll ever probably throw and it's now just like yeah, yeah. i just don't want to anymore when like um just like you've been dating each other for a while and if you like i guess i don't know i guess it's like maybe they're worried that if they say no to the proposal that they'll just break up you know i don't know i don't i don't know right but also on that same hand like he proposed to her he didn't have to ask her to marry him right that's true oh yeah, yeah. i'm just talking in general but yeah specifically about them yeah yeah, yeah. right in, in general for sure it, it is like it, i was actually having this conversation last night not just about getting engaged but you know if someone asks you to be your bridesmaid and you want to say no it's like but I feel like I have to say yes, because this is kind of an honor for you to ask me. And yeah. I feel like maybe that's similar. I mean, it's not the same amount of feelings for sure when someone proposes to you, but it's kind of the same vibe. I want to talk about that though, <laughs> because I have a friend of a friend who's in this position and her argument is, is like, maybe they want me as their bridesmaid, but what if... I don't want to be like in their photos and like be in their memories, you know, like to because they they look back on it in twenty years and they like see me in their photos, you know. I 
like if I'm feeling like the friendship is going to fade out, why should I right. say yes to this? Yeah. And it's awkward because someone's asking you to be in their wedding, obviously in their head. I mean, whether this is reality or not, because I know some people are fucking crazy and think that, you know, someone maybe they work with is their very close friend. But it's like, we just work together. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I get along with you and I like you because I have to. Mm-hmm. But to the other person, you know, the bride asking to them, it might seem like a real genuine friendship. I don't know. It's a whole, it's, it's touchy. It's a touchy subject. Yeah. It's really hard. I like, I feel like the whole like bridesmaids, groomsmen, bachelor, bachelorette culture is like really overhyped. And like, I think, I don't know, it's so glamorized that, and you know, it, we've, I think we talked about it. Like for me, it's just like, it's very intimidating to think of like, I have to pull 10 girls together to like have this really lavish trip where everyone's going to drop like money on this mini vacation. Yeah, I mean, and you don't have to, right? You could, it doesn't have to be lavish and it doesn't have to be 10 girls. You could do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I just mean like the culture of it, you know, it's like. But it's the, pr- it's the pressure and just like, that's what you see people doing. So it feels like you have to. I know, I know what you mean. Or at least like a mini version of that. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. really gotten like overhyped in the past like 10, 15 years, I feel like. Definitely. And I also feel like it's gotten more casual, like, at, you know asking people to be in your wedding, even getting married has gotten more yeah, casual. Which, people are so fine with getting divorced now that marriage is just not, it doesn't hold the same value as it once yeah. did. Yeah, but then I think I think also like we, our generation has the lowest marriage rate. So we're seeing what our parents went through and we don't want to replicate that. So I feel like a lot of people are just going to choose to not be married. Even like long-term partnerships, they're just going to choose not to be married because... Divorce is messy. For sure. But I see a lot. Like, I know quite a few people my age that are divorced. I probably know three or four people that are divorced. Yeah. And I can't imagine that. Like, you're, I'm not even 30 yet. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. Um, Wait, I have a, I I have a dream update and it's about engagement. So. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hit me. So the other night I had a dream and I don't remember a lot of it, which is so annoying. But, um. I was crying and I woke up crying and I like rewinded and I remembered why we were in I was in the car with Boyd and he just hands me over a jewelry box and I open it and it's like this not my taste engagement ring and he just goes here will you marry me and we were just in the car and I literally closed the box and I said I don't think you should do this right now and I closed it and I gave it back to him in my dream and then like when I got out of the car you know I'm like crying and I'm very upset and I'm like this is really how he chooses to ask me to be his wife in the fucking car no and so like I must have like gone through something else and you know and, and woken up crying but like that was like the major thing that I remembered and I like woke up being like what the fuck I've okay I've not dreamt about this but I know that like that feeling that you're talking about because I've thought about this before if I get proposed to with a ring that's totally not my style I can't like, you don't know me should we be getting married if you don't even know my style and you didn't ask for anyone's opinion you should have well and like, <laughs> like I can't if you don't it. know me well enough to know how I'd want to be proposed to or love me enough to do it in inappropriate way then maybe we just shouldn't yeah for me it's... and I, I also can't fake my reaction no <laughs> like I can't pretend to be excited about something no neither I of us can't. could and I would never want to like hurt his heart you know what I mean by not liking the ring but if I don't like it like I can't help that um the one thing i don't really care about i of course the ring is going to be great but i don't 
the the part of engagement that really is like the one sticking point for me is the actual proposal I really feel like this is like more integral for me than the actual wedding because like this is Boyd's like moment of asking me to be with him for the rest of his life you know like like this is his big moment yeah because you know it in my life and just like traditionally in the wedding the women plan everything you know so it's like I take care of all things in our life I'm going to take care of planning the wedding you can plan this one little thing and you can do it right and like I want it I want it to be my way yeah oh no I totally get that because it's like it's not even just this one little thing it's this one big fucking thing it's just one thing where you're asking me to spend eternity with you yeah and do it right and I want it to be like, I want it to, I'm like, I, I really want it to be compelling. Like I may have, I may be setting myself up for failure here by like having these standards, but like truly I just want it to be like a very like intimate moment between him and I and him expressing his like feelings for me and not just being like, Katie, I really love you. Will you marry me? Like, that's just not enough for me. Yeah. And by the way, having standards is a good thing because that means you're not settling and you're not, we're not in the business of settling around here. So don't get like on yourself for that. You need to have those standards because otherwise you'd end up with some fucking schlep. <laughs> Joe Schmo. I'm not a right, Joe Schmo girl. Right. <laughs> no, never have been, never will be. <laughs> How do you want to be proposed to? What's like, do you, what? girl, I don't know. I haven't even met someone that I like feel like I could be taking that step with. I mean, there have been in my relationships, I have felt that way, but then I get, I get like the ick and it's just over for me. And so I don't, I can't even let myself think that hard about Mm. marriage or proposals. Like I need it to, I want it to be romantic. I want them to go out of their way and I want to see that there's effort there, but I don't have any specific way that I want to be proposed to. I will say when I was a kid, I would always pop the bubbles on my pizza first. And so I always used to say when I get, you know, if I ever get engaged, like I want them to put the engagement ring in a bubble on my pizza because I love pizza and I always pop the bubble first. Like I would not be lost on me. <laughs> and now that now that I'm 28, I'm like, that's that's a silly request, but yeah, I don't know. No, not the ring. <laughs> I know. No sauce on the ring, okay? No, no, no cheese in the ring. That's really yeah. funny. Mm. I don't really care about the method. I just want there to be video and photographic evidence. That's like the only thing. There has to be a photographer. And I'm not talking iPhone photos. No, no, no. I want a professional and I want a videographer because I here again, I want to remember the words because everyone says like you black out. And so I want us both to be able to like watch and listen. I told him even a microphone and just like an audio. I was like, if you don't want a videographer, I just need to be able to hear the words again. Like that's going to be very important to me. Yeah, because you won't remember. For sure. No, I won't remember. I'm going to be shook. You're gonna, your eyes are going to be wide <laughs> as hell and you're just going to be shocked. Not remember a thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally just going to be like, oh, what my just God. happened? Oh Is this God. real? <laughs> Can you repeat that once more? <laughs> Turn to the videographer. Did you get that? <laughs> like looking around for the videographer you're like where is he Boyd. <laughs> before i say yes <laughs> literally where the fuck is the videographer <laughs> because I, he knows i am so in tune with everything and like i know him so well like he knows there has to be like a decoy it's gonna like, be tough I to pull a surprise on the you. only way to successful i know and you're I don't nancy fucking be... drew but not even purposely i, just I know. know it's your nature I know. And I notice everything and so he'll be screwed. If he even acts like one inch out of normal, I'm going to be like. I know he's going to like reach for his pocket and you'll be like. 
<laughs> or he's gonna be like, we have dinner, and I'm gonna be like, hmm, dinner. Okay. You're quiet tonight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> code, code word for something else there, sir. <laughs> oh, I will say, I do want after I get engaged. I don't know. I don't care how I get engaged. I mean, whatever, yeah. whatever is thoughtful and romantic. Afterwards, I want there to be some sort of party. Mm. I want to go somewhere and there's all my family and friends waiting. Like, Yeah, I'm torn between that because it's just like a lot. But I want to get proposed to not in front of people. No. I don't want that to happen in front of a crowd. Just afterwards, a little celebration. Yeah, maybe like a little celebration after with like some friends. That would be nice or like, yeah. But my friend, um, she just got engaged in like February or something and her engagement party was like a hundred people and it was just so overwhelming like it was overwhelming for me just to be around that many people but she just was like shocked and she just didn't know what to do so my god i don't even know a hundred people she has a lot of friends so but like i just i you know boy never there and we were like "Mm -mm." (laughs) yeah and then you have to like talk to everybody individually and say no i need it yeah no it needs yeah like 20 people or less you know like yeah like people that know what's going on you don't have to catch up (laughs) (laughs) yeah no small talk none of that i just saw this girl she posted on instagram and she said she had like a micro wedding and she said one of they she had like a list of rules for they her and her husband did for attendees and one of the rules was like has to have known for 10 years or more and then another one it was um loving the criteria so far yeah like has to have spoken within the past six months which i think is like very valid because i am just you know i used to be a wedding planner and so i i I saw a lot of weddings and the amount of weddings that I saw where it was the majority of like the parents' friends, it just makes me sad. Right. And like, I don't want to meet anyone at my wedding. I don't need to be being introduced to anyone. No. And like my dad's business partners don't need to see me get married for why. They don't know me. Right. Like this isn't your dad's show of like, yeah, oh, look at my daughter. Yeah. No. You'll see the photos. Yeah. Don't, don't put me on display. Like I want to be with my best friends and I want to be able to go wild. That's what I want to do. Right. Buck wild. <laughs> Yeah, because my because we want to do like a we want to do like a rave. We want like rave at the end. Like we're gonna pull like kind of a Paris Hilton, but just have one day. Okay, love that. My brother went to a wedding last summer that was like that. They had so a lot of places have you know they they cap your sound at like eleven or mm-hmm. whatever. So at eleven o'clock they started a silent disco, and it was so cool. Mm. It was like glow sticks and it was a rave, but you know everyone had the headphones on it was so cool and, and all the pictures are amazing i love just... that that's really cool that's a great idea yeah noise ordinances are a bitch in the event community it's so annoying yeah. wait i want to talk about a dream i had this week <laughs> not related to a wedding i mean the complete opposite of romantic but i okay so i want to give a little backstory my sister is the worst sleeper in the world she sometimes you'll wake up and her feet are at your head and it's like how how did we get here you know but she likes to sleep with people. It, It's like, doesn't make sense. So we got mm-hmm. home. Uh, I don't even know if I mentioned this, but I was at the Jersey Shore last week sharing a bed with my sister and she was making me insane. Like I didn't sleep a lot because she, if she's not sleeping, I also would wake up in the middle of the night and she'd be like mounting me, like her leg wrapped around me. I'm like, get the fuck off. This is ridiculous. And yeah, crazy. So... She needs to go get like a sleep study. Oh, she needs to see a few specialists, actually. Um, (laughs) She can't sit still even in her sleep. (laughs) So we get home and I'm sleeping in my own room. I'm like, I've had enough. You know, I've I've done enough with you this week. I I need a few hours. And she's begging me every day. Will you sleep with me? Come on. 
whatever. Because she doesn't like to sleep alone. So, and we do, we always sleep together. It's fun. My brother comes in the room. He's been home all week too. He sits on the floor. We stay up talking, fall asleep. So two nights ago, I'm like, fine, I'll sleep with you. I'll give it the old college try. I fall asleep and I have the craziest dream I've ever had in that I can remember. It was so crazy. I don't remember everything, but I remember there was like an alien invasion and these aliens were these clear ropes. And for some reason, I only, I could hear them and see them, but they were like these clear ropes and basically people were walking right into them and then they'd wrap around people and like cut them up like quickly, you know? So I, so there's just like slicing bits. Like, yes, like, exactly. Like it was like a, they wrap around you and just slice right through you. And it was like, wow, like a cutting a cake across the middle. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I can see it. Fruit yeah, ninja, like fruit it. ninja. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's the best way I can describe it. So I was at this outdoor kitchen. I don't know where I was, but I had an outdoor kitchen. Very cool, by the way. That, that's added to my list of goals, but I was like at this outdoor kitchen grilling and all of a sudden I saw one of those like ropes. It was near me and it latched onto me. It wrapped around my legs, around my arms, but it couldn't slice through me for some reason. It was just wrapped around me. I couldn't speak. And there was somebody sitting next to me and I I couldn't speak. So I couldn't ask for help, but I was like kicking them with my feet, trying to like get their attention. And all of a sudden I wake up and my sister's like, well, I woke up to my sister shaking me saying, stop kicking me. And she was like, you were just writhing around in your sleep. You were thrashing. I'm like, oh, whoa. Like, I just had the. I was being invaded cr- by aliens. Yeah. I'm like, I just had the craziest dream. She's like, I could tell you were, you were kicking me for like a couple minutes. She's like, I've been trying to wake you up. <laughs> It's also like, welcome to my world, Anna. Like, <laughs> I know, but normally it doesn't affect me externally like that. Like sometimes I'll wake up and be like, whoa, that was weird. But, but I'm not, and I, I, you know, like my last boyfriend, I was having crazy dreams then. Uh, I never heard any such stories of me, you know, reacting like that in my sleep. So it was, it was pretty silly. And she's like, and you say I'm the bad sleeper. I'm like, listen, you still have that badge sister. I I don't know if I move in my sleep like that. That's pretty, is that like, um, I don't know. Isn't that like a certain level of like a dream, you know? Because, like, we're not supposed to move in our sleep? Yeah, I mean, right. Like, when you're in your REM sleep cycle, your eyes are typically moving, rapid eye movement. And that, I think, is when you're dreaming. But I don't know. My whole body was rapidly moving, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. Isn't it crazy that, like, dreams are only supposed to be, like, a couple seconds long? I don't believe that. I don't believe that either. Like, how how could that be? How could I have this... This crazy dream that f- feels like I lived a whole life in and it was only like a minute or two. Yeah, so. no, I don't believe that. Not at all. All right. Well, on that note, I have to go unpack. Love that for you. I'm going to go cook dinner. What are you making? Mm, I'm going to make vodka pasta tonight. Bruh, I'm making vodka pasta tonight, but with spaghetti squash. You are? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What's so silly? Everything's aligned. <laughs> I make it with um with tomato paste. I cheat and it's so much easier. Me too. And I also don't usually put vodka in it. Yeah, I usually put tequila because that's all that's usually the liquor that I have in the house. Yeah, I sometimes will do like a dry white wine instead. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that vodka gets my pan too hot and then my garlic ends up burning and I don't like that. So uh, okay. But yeah, I use tomato paste too. Yeah. Oh, so send funny. nudes. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> 
Well, we hope you have a great Monday, everyone. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. That's another episode of Gabby Girls. Thank you for listening. Make sure to comment, rate, review, and subscribe. Let us know what you think of us and the topics we talk about. We're not for everyone, and that's okay. Bye, Jen. Love ya. Bye, Kate. Love you more.